0: good morning everyone. It's good to be here this morning. And it is a special day, isn't it? It is Mother's Day. And uh, so we just want to, I just want to this morning just want to recognize each of the mothers that are here. So if I can have the house lights up for a minute. And uh, if you're here today and you're a mother, we have a special gift for you. We have some flowers coming down the aisle. So stand up so that we can recognize you. And uh, this is just a real small, token of our love <clears throat> and our respect, and we love you, mothers. I know you've made many, many sacrifices for your children and uh, been such a wonderful example, and we love you. We hope that this, is, that this will be a special day for you, and uh, we just want to let you know we love you. There's some, lots of mothers up there in the upper stands as well. But it's so good to see, uh, it's so good to see families that, that are worshiping together, and that's wonderful, wonderful. Well, happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you. Make sure, we, make sure we don't miss anyone. All right, and we have some brand new mothers as well. I see some brand new little babies, and uh, that's so exciting that our family is, our family is growing. Great. All right. And once you get a flower, you may be seated. And I just came over uh, just a few minutes ago from our, our ballrooms over here, and uh, they're right in the middle of the Mother's Day brunch. I know some of you are going to the brunch after this service, but that room was packed and there was all kinds of good food there. So if you, uh, if you have a ticket to that brunch, uh, um, I'm sure you're already salivating. All right. Did we get everybody? There's a few more up here. All right. Way up there. Okay, if we can have the lights down a little bit, and we can start on. There we go. Well, today is Mother's Day, and uh, again, I wish each and every uh, mother out there a very, very uh, wonderful and happy Mother's Day. You know, as I think about that, I, I thank the Lord for my mother who uh, is now in heaven, and uh, she's rejoicing with the angels and with the Lord in heaven, and I know that she's looking down and just enjoying that celebration up there. But, you know, as I, as I think of my childhood days, I remember lots of things that I learned from my mother, and perhaps some of you have learned some of those same lessons, so here are a few things—not everything—but here are a few things that our mothers taught us. I'm sure some of you can uh, can identify with it. But my mom, <clears throat> my mom always taught me to be prepared. She taught me to always be prepared because she would say, "Make sure you always wear clean underwear, just in case you're in an accident." Any of your mothers ever tell you that? You know what I mean, right? Sounds familiar. Any of you mothers out here have said that to your kids? I'm sure a few of you have. All right. Moms taught us about religion. They said, my mom said, you better pray that that stain comes out of that carpet. (laughs) My mother taught me how to be a contortionist. It's a big word, right? How to be a contortionist. She said, will you look at the dirt on the back of your neck? My mom taught me about the weather. She said, son, it looks like a tornado swept through your room. And of course, my mom taught us about genetics. About genetics. You guys can probably finish this sentence for me. She said, Son, you're just like your like your father. Wow. You guys have heard that one before. And then and then finally, mothers teach us about about some really important things in life. She teaches us about what we call the, the circle of life. The circle of life. And she would say, Son, I brought you into this world and I can certainly take you out. The circle of life. Well, happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you. But you know what? I have a problem with Mother's Day. And it's not that I don't like Mother's Day or that I disagree with it or that I dread it. My problem is that I don't know how to preach a good Mother's Day sermon. You see, Mother's Day is perhaps, for me, the most difficult sermon to preach all year. This day can be one of the happiest. But not everybody looks forward to Mother's Day. Because it can also bring a lot of pain. Maybe you were never able to have children and and maybe Mother's Day is not a joyous occasion for you. As you see all the mothers celebrating and getting flowers and gifts. And then maybe there are some of you here who have, who have lost your mother. And today the, the sadness of that loss returns. And you hold back the tears if you can throughout the service and throughout the day. And maybe you've, maybe you've lost a child and your heart just grieves on Mother's Day. Or perhaps you're a single mom and, and you're struggling with being a good mother to your children. And, or maybe you're having difficulties with your mother. And your mother wasn't or, or isn't the ideal mother that we like to preach about. And maybe you have some bad memories of her as well. You see, not all mothers have measured up to the well-known, often preached about Proverbs 31 woman. There are those who have, and we thank God for them that they've been able to accomplish such a mighty task. But sadly, but sadly, there are many broken relationships between mothers and children, as well as broken relationships between mothers and fathers. So that's why, that's why it's so hard for me to preach a good Mother's Day sermon. Because not every home. And we have to admit, not every home is like the Cleavers. If you remember that old TV series, Leave it to Beaver. They had the perfect family. And not every home is like the Brady Bunch either. Now some of you have been raised in good Christian homes, and you have wonderful parents, and you are wonderful parents. And we thank God for that, and we thank God for you, and you should thank God as well. But today, as a whole, I want to, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage each of you, and especially the mothers that are here this morning. You know, this morning at our home, we, we had our own little celebration of Mother's Day. We got up a little bit extra early before we came down to the church, and uh, the kids brought, bought a, a couple of little gifts for Debbie, and they had a card for her, and they bought one card together, and they shared it. And on, when you open the card on one side, there was a whole blank page, and, and Gabby, our 13-year-old daughter, she wrote this really, really nice poem. It was a very long poem, and it talked about all the virtues of her mother and, and just a lot, a lot, a lot of flowery words and just a lot of good things. And she covered the entire page. <clears throat> my son, Micaiah, my 17-year-old son, very quiet, doesn't say a whole lot. This is what he wrote on the other side. He said, You are my mother. I would have no other. Love, Micaiah. <laughs> A few short words, but very profound words. Those are my kids, though. And then, of course, I had to outdo my kids. So I had to get for my wife, and she's going to bring it up here. I got a really big card. A really big one. In fact, it's almost bigger than my wife. I love you, dear. But this morning... This morning as we celebrate Mother's Day, I want to read to you a Mother's Day card that's sent from God. That's sent from God. Specifically to mothers, but really to all of us here today. You see, most Mother's Day cards have a, have a little message printed inside of them. And you go through great care to pick out the right card with just the right words for that special person you're purchasing that card for. And if you buy a Christian card... There's usually a verse of scripture printed in the card. And that's what God's Mother's Day card has in it. His card is really the scriptures, the Bible. And there's lots and lots of messages in his Mother's Day card for each and every one of us. You see, his word is full of grace. And we're in the middle of our sermon series about grace. And grace is God's unmerited favor. A gift, something that we that is given to us, but that we don't deserve or earn it. And we see that his word, the word of God, is given to us so freely. And so in this <clears throat> excuse me, in this Mother's Day card from God, we see that God gives us His His grace, His Word. And His Word is there to encourage us. It's there to help us. It's there to bless us, to comfort us, to give us guidance and direction in our lives and this is god's mother's day message to each and every one of us and so as we go through the list and i just have a few items here think about those verses those messages that may speak to your heart and it's not my words it's god's words and it's right from the scriptures so allow his word to speak to your heart today Mothers, have you ever felt discouraged? you ever felt discouraged? I bet you have. You know, we just, um, we just watched a movie this past weekend. Some of you may have seen it. It was called Captain America, Civil War. Any of you seen that movie? It's a pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. There's lots of superheroes in that movie. And as I was watching the movie, I thought about those heroes and each of their actions and how they lived their life and how they fought those battles. And the one characteristic that jumped out at me when I saw those different characters was that each and every one of them, no matter what side they stood on, had courage. They had courage. They were bold. They were confident. They were brave. They were not afraid of anything. They were willing to fight to the death for what they believed in. Courage. I thought of the opposite word. To have courage, the opposite of that is to be discouraged. And I looked at a few definitions of that. The definitions of not being sure, being fearful, being disheartened, being downcast, depressed, dejected. All of us go through discouragement at one time or another in our lives. And you know what? Mothers, mothers particularly need a lot of encouragement. All on a daily basis, and not just mothers, but every single one of us, so let 's look into god 's mother 's day card and, and let 's see what he says when we 're feeling discouraged and here 's one of my favorite portions of scriptures found in Isaiah chapter forty. If you have your Bibles, you can follow along. If not, we have it up on the screen here. Isaiah chapter forty, starting verse, verse twenty eight if you 've ever felt discouraged. Read what God's Word says. He says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But here's the key verse. But those who hope In the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not be faint. So when you feel like giving up, don't. Why? Because God understands. He understands exactly what you're going through. He says His understanding no one can fathom. And then, verse 29, Major Debbie spoke about that last week, about grace. That he gives strength to the weak. He gives strength to the weary, to the discouraged, and he increases the power of the weak. When we are weak, he is strong. That's God's grace. And that word of encouragement from God those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength and will soar on wings like eagles, will run and will keep on running and not grow tired or weary, and then we'll walk in obedience on a daily basis and not faint. So when you get discouraged, open up God's Mother's Day card. Open up His Word and read His me- message. And then you can say and you can claim the promise. The, the verse that is often quoted is Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you believe that? Yes. Do you really believe that? Absolutely. I want you to do something. I want us to read this verse, not just one time, not just two times, but three times. And when you read it, claim it. Claim it. So let's read it together. And each time try to, try to say it louder and louder. All right? Here we go. I can do all things through Christ. Say it again. I all things One more time. I all things Amen. Do you believe it? Yes. Say amen. Alright. So when you feel discouraged, God gives you hope. How about this? When you feel angry. Mothers, have you ever gotten angry at your kids? No. Nah. If you said no, then you can be nominated for sainthood. But listen to what God has written on the inside of his Mother's Day card to you. About when you get angry. I'm not just talking to mothers, but I'm talking to all of us. Because that's an issue that all of us sometimes have to deal with. Ephesians 4, 26. The Apostle Paul says, In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Now, God doesn't say it's wrong to be angry, but he does say that you need to control your anger. God has a message for us today, and he says, it's found there in the last part of the verse, he says, don't stay angry. He says, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Before the day is over, you need to stop being angry. You see, there's a purpose for anger. You're supposed to get angry over certain things in life. You're supposed to get angry when there is injustice in this world. You're supposed to get angry when there is prejudice. You're supposed to get angry when there is unfairness. You're supposed to get angry when there's a lack of respect, when there's disobedience. And if you didn't get angry over those things, but you permit it and encourage it, Then you wouldn't be much of a mother, would you? But but don't let your anger linger. Deal with it quickly and then turn it into a useful tool, not a destructive weapon. Some of us go to anger management classes, it teaches us how to manage those feelings that we have inside. It's okay to be angry about certain things, but we've got to learn how to manage it and control it. Continuing in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Think about those situations When those angry feelings flare up, and you know what they are, you know who pushes your buttons. This next verse is very helpful. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Point well taken. A point well taken. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So, mothers, when you feel angry, open up God's Mother's Day card and read his message to you. Don't let your anger control you, but let God control your anger. How about when you feel alone? Mothers, you know this. You can have a house full of children all wanting your attention at the same time, and you still feel alone. You can be in the middle of Walmart with kids hanging off the shopping cart, and you can still feel alone. Or perhaps you've been widowed or divorced, and, or the kids have moved out and you now have an empty nest, and you're experiencing loneliness. You know, just saying that word loneliness sounds sounds so painful, doesn't it? Open up God's Mother's Day card and see what he has to tell you this morning. In the Old Testament, the prophet Jeremiah wrote, and these are the words of the Lord, he said, call on me and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. It's strange that we can be in the middle of a crowd and still feel so alone. According to a Los Angeles psychiatrist named Dr. Leonard Zunin, Z-U-N-I-N, he said despite the fact that the average American meets as many people in one year as their ancestors met in their entire lifetime a hundred years ago, he says loneliness is the main problem facing Americans today. In spite of social media, in spite of the World Wide Web and how we can connect with so many people in such a quick fashion and in so many ways, loneliness is still one of the biggest problems facing America. And Albert Einstein himself touched upon it when he said... It's strange to be known so universally and yet be so lonely. And Jesus tells us in the Gospel of John, he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Sometimes all we need is a hug from God, just a reassurance that he's there. And I think this touches the point with many people. I have several sermons on loneliness. Just don't have time to preach them but that's a need in many of our hearts something that we don't want to admit at times we're surrounded by people but sometimes we feel so all alone but it's god's grace it's his presence when you have a relationship with god you can be alone by yourself but you're not lonely because his presence is there and that's the word that he has for us today. Whenever you're feeling alone, he says in Hebrews 13:5, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never abandon you. I will never leave you alone. When Jesus left this earth to return to his heavenly Father, he left this promise for his disciples. And it included us as well, and it's recorded in the Gospel of Matthew at the end of the book, Matthew chapter 28. And this is what Jesus said. And take, take comfort in his words this morning. He says, and lo, I am with you always, always, even unto the end of the world. So mothers, you're not alone. We're not alone. God hasn't abandoned you. And whenever you feel lonely, just open up God's Word and be assured that He is just a prayer away. How about the next one? How about when you're feeling tired? When you're feeling tired. You know, mothers today are very busy. A mother today can be a combination of a taxi driver, a coach, a judge, a lawyer, a chef, a maid, a concierge. Hmm a psychiatrist, a teacher, a preacher, a doctor, and so much more, so much more. And we seem to live in a day and age where we all live such busy lives with lots and lots of demands on our time and on our energy. And so many, there are so many things to do and not enough time to do it. Can you relate to that? Maybe that's why we get so tired. And so let's open up God's Mother's Day card and see what he, what he writes to us. This is one of my favorite verses in the New Testament. That when I read this at the end of a very long day, it's been very busy and I'm physically tired. I'm emotionally drained. It's been a very stressful day. I read these words and it's from Jesus Christ himself. Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28. And he says... Come to me. Come to me. He invites me. Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Take comfort in those words. You see, you won't find rest by hiding in the closet. You won't find rest by locking yourself in the bathroom or by escaping into the fantasy world of television soap operas. Yes. But God's grace, His gift of quietness and rest and renewal and refreshing is yours for the asking. Find your rest in God. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So mothers, when you get to the end of your rope, Come to Jesus for some much-deserved rest. And then the last thing this, this morning, and you've been very patient with me, is that when you are worried and when you're uncertain about the future, show me a mother who never worries. You can't find one. You see, worry is part of being a mother, isn't it? You worry about this. You worry about that. You worry about a lot of things. But one of the biggest worries we have is the uncertainty of the future. The uncertainty of the future for ourselves and and particularly for our loved ones as well. I know that there are a number number of you here in our church who will soon be moving in the near future. Some of you in a matter of weeks and months. Some of you are getting reassigned in the military. And because of that, that time of transition, there's some times of uncertainty. You're not quite sure what's going to happen. And you worry about that and you're concerned. And some of you may be worried about the future of your job, of your employment. And perhaps your financial future may be uncertain. There are some young people here who are are graduating from high school and moving on into college. I'm affected by that. My son is graduating, and later on this summer, he's moving over to the mainland and going to college, and there's some uncertainty there. There's a little bit of anxiety on the parents' part. But let's open up God's Mother's Day card. Let's open up his word, and let's see what he has to say to us when we're anxious, when we're not sure about the future, when we're so concerned about our loved ones and what's going to happen. Philippians 4. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. This is God's word for you today. And he says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God When we're anxious, when we're worried, our mind is going a a million miles a minute. There's no peace in our mind. We're not sure. But it says right here, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, something that we can't really even begin to comprehend or understand. But you know it. You know it when you have the peace of God. God. And it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. That's my prayer for myself. I want to be able to lay down in bed at night and be able to sleep peacefully and restfully because my heart and my mind is guarded by God's peace. And I don't know about any else of you, but I don't know how many of you stay up late at night. What you're thinking about. What's going through your mind. God's word says right here, don't be anxious about anything. Just trust me. I'll give you a peace that you can't even explain. You can't even understand. And that peace is going to guard your heart and guard your mind. That peace in Christ Jesus. And then this last verse here found in 1 Peter 5, 7. He tells us to simply just cast all your care. Throw all your burdens and your anxieties and throw all your cares upon Him. Why? Because He cares for you. He cares for you. You know, mothers have very broad shoulders, but they don't compare to the broad shoulders of God, our Heavenly Father. He can carry that load for you. We have somebody to go to. That's God who's eagerly awaiting for us to give him our burden. So, as we close this morning, I'm going to ask the worship team to come. And as I look at our mothers today and what God has sent us in his word, he's written some very personal messages for us, for all of us. And I don't know if I've touched any chords in your heart this morning. There's a lot more issues, but maybe there's someone here this morning who's discouraged. Maybe there's someone here this morning who's angry and has a hard time controlling their anger. Maybe there's a few of you here that are really lonely, and it's tough to admit that. Maybe there's a few of you here that are tired, just need rest. Maybe there's a few of us here today that are worried or anxious or uncertain about the future. God's Word its very plain. It's very direct. His grace is sufficient for you. Claim the promises that are in God's Word. As the worship team sings this morning, I want us to do something a little bit different this morning. As we end our service. This is Mother's Day. And it's good to see so many families. That are here worshiping together. There's an old saying. And I haven't heard it said. For quite a while. It says the family that prays together. Stays together. And I'm not sure if you pray together. With your family at home. But I would encourage if you don't do that. To do so. But I want to give you that opportunity this morning as the worship team sings in these last few quiet moments of our service. I want you, if your family is close around you, just to gather to pray together. If you want to come down to the altar, to the place of prayer to do that, I welcome you to do that. If, not, if you just want to stay in your seats, and don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Just take these few quiet moments. We talk about family time. We talk about quality family time. What better way to spend time with your family than to spend time in prayer? And it's only a few moments. And even if you feel a little bit uncomfortable, I would encourage you to do that. And if your family isn't here this morning, maybe find some friends or just spend some time alone in quiet meditation. But as the worship team sings this morning, I would invite you to pray together as a family. Thank God for each member of your family. Ask for his blessing. Ask for his protection. Ask for his covering. And, and bless each person in your family. So as the worship team sings, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you and pray together. I'm just going to close in prayer now. If there are any special needs or concerns or burdens that you'd like for me to remember, just simply slip up your hand and slip it down. I'll be... Here more than happy to pray for you. God bless you, yes. Amen. God bless you. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, that we can come in this way and just celebrate your love, your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. I thank you, Lord, for all the families that are here this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you've drawn them together, that they can come as a family unit and worship together. I pray, Father, a sense of protection around each of our families. Lord, there are so many things in this world today that would want to tear our families apart, tear marriages apart. I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would come in such a way. Soften people's hearts and help us to love each other to live together in peace and harmony and unity. So Father, it's a gift to have a family and we pray and we thank you for that. And so Father, for those who've lifted their hands and who said, "Lord, I need your help in this area of my life." Or I need to lift up someone else, a loved one or a friend or a family member. Father, we lift them up to you and we pray that in your grace and in your mercy you would come down and say, "Lord, And say, I love you. And say, I care for you. And so, Father, I pray, as we've already heard this morning, that we would each have the peace of Jesus Christ. The peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And that peace only comes from knowing you and being assured that you are our Lord and our Savior. So we thank you again. We thank you for our mothers, and we pray, Lord, that you would just bless them on this, their special day. Father, we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen, and amen, and amen. God bless you.